Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Okay, this girl who talks to ghosts. Are you ready, Peyton? No. Mm-mm. Sit down. Okay, City of Ghosts. Chapter 4. I mean, obviously Batgirl, Jacob is saying. The re- the Whoa. The reissue, not the original. Interesting. They called it the reissue, not the re- redo or the do-over. Interesting. Mm. All right, all right. The reissue. Never heard that before. Sure, I scuff my sneakers against the street as we walk home. There are two of us, but only one shadow on the pavement. We're discussing discussing which comics I should pack for Jacob for the beach vacation. And we can't forget the new Skull and Bone, Jacob adds. Skull and Bone is Jacob's favorite comic. In it, this dead cowboy named Skull Shooter gets re- resurrected to hunt down a rogue spirits along with his wolfhound bone. Jacob continues listing off his options, trying to decide between Thor 31 and Skull number 5. But I'm not really listening. Something's nagging at me. Back in the auditorium, when I was thinking that I could help the ghost boy by seeing what happened to him, Jacob said, that's not how it works. But Jacob never talks like that, never says anything about the veil. I've always assumed that he doesn't know why I'm so drawn to it or how I can cross over or what I'm supposed to do there. But what if it, what if he does know? And what if it's not, he's not just telling me he can hear me now wondering, doubting rule, rule number seven. He says, don't be nosy. Yeah, sure. I think, but the very first rule of friendship is don't keep secrets. (sighs) Look, if he could read her mind when she thinks. Really? Yeah. Why? That's because he's a ghost. I guess ghosts can read your mind. Wow. Mm-hmm. He sighs. I can't tell you everything, Cass. There are rules to being a... He makes a sweeping gesture at himself. What kind of rules, I press? Rules like... Rules like rules, he snaps, face flushing. I hate seeing Jacob upset, so I let it go. Which is to say I totally don't stop thinking about it very loudly in his direction. And Jacob pretends he can't hear. And I don't ask again out loud. You can pick six. You can pick six com- six comics. I say instead. He pouts, but it's so over the top. I can't tell if he's joking. That's what I love about Jacob. Even when he gets mad, he d- it doesn't last. Nothing seems to stick. Fine, seven. I say, as we reach my street. But I get the final approval, and no Batman. He looks aghast. You heathen. I tap my finger against the camera, wondering if any of the photos I took in the veil today will come out. I notice that there's only one picture left in the roll. I smile, I tell him, and Jacob throws up a peace sign, but he doesn't look at the camera when I take the picture. He never does. Haven't you heard he likes to tease? Pictures steal souls. Besides, it's not like I'll show up. Click. We walk on, and a few minutes later, our houses come into sight. One of those old Victorians that look like they should be haunted. It's not haunted, except for Jacob, and he doesn't count. Rude, he mumbles, following me inside. I kick off my shoes, 
by the front door, next to the next to the tower of books. More spill out of the study and into the hall. Some some are so rude. because she was thinking this everything isn't haunted. It's not haunted except for Jacob, but he doesn't count because Jacob's a ghost. Yeah, and he said rude. Some some are research, history, religion, myth, and lore, and some are novels. And the other books have parents' names printed on the covers, the titles of emblazoned in silver and gold, the inspectors. It plays on a word. It's a play on words, you see, because an inspector is a person who searches for and examines something, and an inspector is, with an E, is another word for ghost. So an inspector is a person who searches for and examines ghosts. My parents have written a whole series. They're up to volume six now. They're like history books, but with ghost stories mixed in. Truth and myth all rolled together. They're pretty popular. I stop stop and pick up the latest edition, looking at the photo on the back cover. A slim man in a tweed coat, dark hair flecked with grays at the temple. That's dad. He has a notebook under one arm and glasses perched on the edge of his nose. At his side stands a woman in pale slacks and a colorful blouse, her wild, dark curls and a messy bun stuck with one of those pens, an open book in her hands, and the pages ruffling as it catches a breeze. That would be mom. And curled to their feet was a mound of black fur and green eyes. Our cat Grim. The overall effect is one part history, one part magic, with a dash of good old-fashioned superstition. The funny thing is, Dad doesn't even believe in ghosts. The book's editor actually likes that Dad's a skeptic because it keeps the stories grounded and more reliable to readers. My parents, uh, my parents make a good team. Dad's a scholar, Mom's a dreamer. He focuses on explaining the past while she, while she spins ghost stories out of maybe what ifs. Oh my gosh, Oreo's really getting into that snore, girl. That's not Oreo. Oh my god, that's Buddy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Holy cow, he is really relaxed. And me, I stay out of it. Because my parents don't know the whole truth about me. I never told them what really happened in the river. I never told them about the veil or the thing that I see on the other side. It feels like a secret that I should keep. So, my parents talk about or write about ghosts. But... You can't actually see them. Then you can say, but they don't talk about. That's true, because it's Taco Tuesday. I almost said Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. I'm pretty sure that's why they're called, why that's called irony. Hello, I call out. Anyone here? But mom's voice bounces down the hall, and she is on her phone in the study. I can tell by the way she talks that she's doing an interview. Do I think that there's more to the world than under... Then we understand. Mom rattles on. Of course. It would be sheer ignorance to think otherwise. She sticks her head through the doorway. Her buns in an unusual porcupine of pens. And she smiles at me but keeps on talking. Ghosts, residues, spirits, specters. Call them what you'd like. She scholars me. Yeah. Oh, cool. Did it just break? Dang. Um, Call the ghost. Uh, Sure, we can explain some things. But when different people can experience the same supernatural occurrence see the same ghost and relate to the same story we should ask why she turns her face to the phone dad's on his way home she whispers into my hair don't go far we need to talk we need to talk 
four words you never want to hear, and I want to ask for a clue, but mom's already pulling away. Well, yes, she says to the interviewer, I have indeed felt the presence of ghosts. Probably true. I see that. Probably true. I see that. I've seen them. Jacob waves his hand in front of her face. Mm, less true. Weird enough, mom kind of knows about Jacob. There are only so many times you can get away with talking to your invisible best friend before you have to explain who's on the other side of the conversation. But I don't know if mom really believes in ghosts or if she just wants to believe because the world is more interesting that way. She says that she has that she's had her fair share of paranormal experiences and that sensitivity to the supernatural runs in our family. She says it that when it comes to the the strange and unexplained. It's more important to keep an open mind. That reminds me of Beetlejuice when they say the strange and unusual. Remember? Nope. You don't? Mm, okay. If there's something Jacob wants me to say to her, she listens. My stomach growls from missing lunch. So I duck past mom and, stay, and study into the kitchen as I make a PB, PB, and B and CC, a.k.a. peanut butter, banana, and chocolate chips, a.k.a. the best sandwich in the world, no matter what Jacob says. I think he's just jealous he can't eat it. I shove half of it in my mouth and put the rest in the fridge for later. I head upstairs. Our cat Grim is asleep on my bed. Despite the way he looks in my parents, in my parents' books, in real life, Grim lacks what mom calls basic feline dignity. Right now, for instance, he's sprawled on his back, paws up in the air like a dog playing dead when i drop my book on the, my book bag on the floor but he doesn't even twitch i scratch the cat behind the ears just to make sure he's still alive then bed i beeline for the room that used to be my closet dad helped me convert it we spent a week pulling out all the shelves and transforming the small space into a perfect dark room there's a there's a table Okay, there's a table with reels developing canister and enlarge, an enlarger, photo paper, and pans for the chemicals. There's even a steel cable with clips to hold the drying photos. Everything that a photographer needs. Jacob's already there because he has no respect for things like doors or stairs. He shrugs, leaning back against the wall. Ghost perk. Shortcuts. I lift the camera and crank the, crank the film. Then I thumb open the catch on the back, tipping the canister into my hand. Then I close the door, pl plugging, wait, plunging the in the closet, and I use, well, blah, 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 blah. Okay, these, the snoring is throwing me off because there's snoring coming from all directions now. Oh, my God. It doesn't hurt. Okay. Well, it would be total. Okay, well, it would be total if Jacob didn't kind of shine. It's not so bright, more like moonlight. It doesn't hurt the film, but it doesn't help me seeing it. <laughs> Only see anything either, so I still have to trust my hands to do their work. Okay, that's pretty impressive, guys. I pop open the canister and dump the film into my palm, spool it into a little metal reel, and drop the reel into the, the developing tank, okay. which is the short, which is like a short thermos. Then I flip a switch, and the little closet fills with a low red light. It casts both of us in an eerie glow, like something out of a horror movie. Jacob wiggles his fingers and makes spooky sounds. I add water to the rinse. I add water to rinse the film Jesus. thermos. I know. Then the developer swirling in the container. While I while I work, Jacob rambles about whether to pack Thor number Thor number fifty seven or instead of sixty two. When the negatives are prepped, I hang them to dry. 
They won't be ready for a few days. I pick negative, a negative strip that is ready. This one comes from an, a recent excursion with Jake, and I took it to an, when I took him to an abandoned house a few blocks over. The house had been empty for years, but just as Jacob and I discovered, it wasn't truly empty. I fed the strips to the, I fed the strips into the enlarger, the kind of projector designed to transform pictures onto photo paper. Then there's the printing. There's a kind of magic that to exposing film. Right, it's right there in the word expose to reveal. I feel like a mad scientist as I move the photo paper through the trays of developer, stop baths, rinse. As I poke the paper with the tongs, the first picture actually begins to surface. My camera may be special, but it's not as strange as I am. I can take it with me into the veil, but I can't see the way I do. Most of the time, the photos just show up ordinary, black and white translation of my full color world. But now and then, I get lucky. Now and then, the camera catches a shadow against the wall, lines of smoke around a body, or a door to some place that's no longer there. Jacob hovers over my shoulder. You're breathing on me, I whispered. I am not, he says. You are too. His breath is cold and a chill in the stuffy room, but my attention drifts back to the trays. One by one, the photos come into focus. There's a shot of the abandoned house from the outside sunlight cutting through the warped wood, and one from inside, a straight shot down into a darkened hall. And then, a winner. It's a photo taken from the other side of the veil. I can tell by the faint gray sheen. And there, at the top of the stairs, the smudge of a ghostly girl in a nightgown. If I showed this picture to... Oh, Jacob whispers softly. If I show this picture to anyone, they just assume it was photoshopped. And if, if, if they believed me, the truth is, I wouldn't want to display it. I don't want to be like those TV mediums who stand on stage and pretend to communicate with the dead. It's not, it's not as if the dead really speak to me, Jacob aside. I could be your interpreter, he offers. I snort, no thanks. I glance back at my fresh negatives from today, and I wonder if I caught the caught a glimpse of the boy in his cape and crown, ghosted in the ghosted in the curtain. I stiffen from hunching over the equipment, and I kill the red light and step out of the bed out of the bedroom, blinking at the sudden brightness. Jacob throws himself down on the bed next to Grim. There's no bounce, no dent of, on the comforter, but Grim's ear twitches, and a few minutes later, he paws the air around Jacob. Um, oh, yeah, I got it for you. It's right by the front door. I filled it up. Oh, actually, it was already full. We've never been able to figure out Grim if Grim actually sees him or just kind of senses the disturbance in the force. Cats are weird like that. I decide to start packing for the beach, and I drag my suitcase from out, out from under my bed. I sort through the summer clothes while Jacob pretends to rub the smudge of dirt from the hem of his T-shirt. I can't imagine having to wear the same clothes for the rest of my life. Lee, um, existence. Jacob shrugs. I'm just glad that I was in a Captain America mood that day. Oh, that's sad. That day. What happened that day? I wonder if, oh, okay. I wonder if he'll ever tell me. His stomach, his stomach starts reading whatever comics I left open. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I just messed that up. Sorry, Peyton whispered something to me in my brain. It shorted out. It was like, dur, 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 dur. okay. He spends a few seconds trying to will the page to turn before I reach over and do it for him. One of these days, he mumbles. Downstairs, 
I hear the I hear the front door open and close. A few seconds later, Dad calls up. Family meeting. Uh oh. What does family meeting usually mean? Dad. What do you think they're gonna talk about? What? I don't know. I don't I've ever read this book before. No idea. Are they moving? Or... That was the first thing that I thought too. Did she do something bad? What'd she do? Maybe they're not moving. Maybe they're just going on a trip. Yeah. Scary.